Hey, Tony. Yeah, man. What does Ronaldo and Messi have in common? I'm not sure. They both ain't playing in the Champions League anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We are back with another edition of the Footy LG pod. A little bit of a celebratory day as Messi is no longer in Champions League. PSG is out. Uh, There's uh, four games this week. We got four games next week. We're going to cut through those four games for you, and then we're going to get into some TFC, some CONCAP Champions League, and much more as we go along the show. First off, though, Tony, how's it going, man? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just want to say happy International Women's Day to all our female listeners. Um, it's a big week for you guys. Uh, FIFA 23 officially includes the NWSL, which is, I think, a big milestone since the sports video games. So, yeah. Yeah, hey, listen, that not not only that, you know, um, the the women's league in general is giving me some hope because even though Man U got their asses kicked by Liverpool, Man U's women have been killing it. Beat yeah. Leicester 5-1, <laughs> like in the FA Cup 5-0 win, be not like they're killing it right now, so and even the ch- the Even under the 21 team is killing it too. I think they beat Liverpool. They beat and you know what? Man U's women teams beat Liverpool six nothing back in January. So they're giving me a little bit of, of redemption over <laughs> over the last game. Yeah, even the Chelsea women's team is always playing good. So I think the the men's side need to start taking notes. Yeah. Listen, and you know what? I know, I know you, you guys are gonna be like, oh, why aren't they talking that much EPL anymore? Because you know what? I'm tired of it. That fucking game killed me on this weekend. I don't want to say a single word about it. Uh, I like turned off my phone after that goes. I said, screw it. I'm going shopping. I left. I turned off my phone. I didn't look at any messages. I didn't look at anybody talking shit. It was. It's a game I'm just gonna forget about. Actually, funny, funny little story. Uh, so today they had like, uh, they had a pizza lunch yesterday at, at work and, um, there's a guy that's a Man U fan and I noticed he got there before everybody else and he had quite a bit of pizza slices on his plate. And I was like, yo, man, you didn't need to get as many pizza slices as Liverpool scored on you. And this <laughs> other guy that's a fan goes, no, he still needs three more slices to match it. <laughs> and he was pissed. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah. No, you know what? We're not going to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it until there's a title race in EPL or which in Syria is not going to happen. Napoli's won. Why does he talk more once they win when Tony, you can get your jollies off. But uh, until there's like anything like super interesting, we're just going to be focusing on Champions League and our boys at home, TFC, now that the season's underway. Let's start with Champions League, Tony. We had four games this past two days. Uh, game. Let's let's start with yesterday. Mm-hmm. We had Chelsea Dortmund. Nice little winning streak for Chelsea, buddy. I don't <laughs> I don't know about that game, man. Like two nothing and that penalty kick. Yeah, I was um, I was a little surprised that they got to redo that shot. First of no, all, the, the penalty itself to me was yeah, a bit was questionable. A questionable. I'm saying it's questionable. But okay, they give it to him. Then they take the penalty. And then they retake it because they encroached when Chelsea encroached first. Yeah. That's, that's what, what I don't was, get. I was a little iffy on that one. Like, shouldn't, che- shouldn't Chelsea have gotten the encroachment penalty and then no penalty and then they get just kick off? Is that not the rule? That's what I. That's how I would. I felt about it, but from what I read, it's because they're saying Chilwell was pushed in. Fuck off. Which to me is like, 
Bullshit. It's a scramble to get in, right? But uh, I mean, other than I mean, Chelsea, yes, that penalty shot, of course, controversial. But from watching the game, I mean, Dortmund heading into this game had won ten straight games in twenty twenty three. This is their first loss of the year, technically, and um, but they didn't play very well. I have to give it to Chelsea. This was a very rejuvenated Chelsea. They played much better until they got to the eighteen yard box. I mean, once again the signs for needing a striker scream last night uh, on Tuesday night because, I mean, Raheem Sterling on a breakaway stops at the 18-yard box to look for a pass instead of taking a shot. The amount of chances Cavarts missed, it's just crazy. And But somehow through the midfield, through the defense, they ended up uh, coming through. A little hope with the referees, I'll admit that. But Well, I mean, when you just... Just to look at the stats, virtually ide- the exact same shots, the exact same shots on target. Mm-hmm. Dortmund dominated possession. Um, I guess they just, you know, could not put one put one away when it mattered. Yeah, it's too bad because, like you said, Dortmund's been one of the hotter teams this year so far. They have so been. to get They've them eliminated. Their... Yeah, so it sucks that they're out. But hey, good on Chelsea. Uh, wanted at least a um, two EPL or one EPL team to advance. I guess uh, for sure. There still looks like one more might advance after next week, but it's mm-hmm. not a gar- it's not a guarantee by any means, especially with their um uh, with Man City's history in this tournament. Not a guarantee that they'll make it past this stage. So at least they get one EPL team in for sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that EPL match soon, but let's talk about the other game that happened on Tuesday. Uh, arguably the only team, the hottest team in the world, not named Napoli right now, Benfica. Yeah, they dominated Club Bruges five one. Yeah, it wasn't even they close, did, man. They did exactly what. You would expect from this team right now. Yeah, I mean they are flying. I mean, in reality, they are punching above their weight this year. I don't think anyone. I don't think any of us can easily say that they deserve. They, they you thought they were going to go this far, but I mean, they did play an easier team in Club Bruges, but they made sure to show that they were an easier opposition. Well, so that's and the thing. This too. is this is what you want. You want to dominate teams that you know you're better than. That's that's the thing. You can only yeah. face the teams that are in front of you, right? And you gotta so make, you, yeah. So you got you gotta you gotta beat them. Um, however, that being said, Club Bruges has been very bad since um, their new coach Scott Scott Parker, something Parker, yeah, Scott Parker. Yeah. Ever since he 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 um, uh, joined the club, I believe it was December, just right at the end of the year. I think yeah. it was he he took over. Um, they have Club one Bruges, win. I think Club Bruges was hot. Yeah, they were they were hot though in Champions League, not so much in the league, but in the Champions League, they were playing well in that group with Porto. They did really well to get out of that group. Then this manager change happened, and they're just awful. So well, I'm I'm, like, not, I'm not surprised at all with the result. Yeah, I think it's like two wins in twelve games under Scott Parker, which is crazy. That's nuts. Because Club Bruges is the elite team in Belgium, so to to have that to see that. But uh, yeah, Benfica just actually they, they fired him. Uh, they fired Scott Parker today. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> that that definitely makes sense. Um, they fired him today after only being in charge for what three months? Not even two mm. two two months in a week. Yeah, that's um, that's a bit a bit crazy, but totally understandable. Um, I got I got nothing to say. They did what they do. I had one friend saying uh, he thinks this game could be a tie. I said, buddy, you're crazy. In the Stade de Luge. No, no. Benfica's playing the way they are. I said they're going to destroy. And sure enough, 5-1. That's a big destruction in my book. If you didn't bet the Benfica win there, you're crazy. Like, did I expect 5-1? No. But I knew Benfica was not going to lose this game. And also, nice little highlight. Tejan Buchanan assisted that goal that Bruce scored. So, 
Hey, so you know, not not all darkness in that game for us. At least uh-huh. we, we got some of that. <laughs> I actually didn't know he assisted that goal. So yeah. that's that's nice. I like that. I uh, always like to see the Canadians doing well, but Bruges, not so much. Uh, getting dominated there. And that was the Tuesday games. Let's get to the Wednesday games. We'll start with the shitty game. What did we say about this Tottenham-Milan battle? We said it's it's going to be a boring tie. And sure enough, the tie ends one nothing on aggregate for, yeah, for AC Milan. Uh, game today, 0-0. Not going to lie, I did not watch this game. I haven't even seen highlights of it yet because obviously I was watching the Bayern PSG. Um, I, I don't really know what to say about this game. 0-0. I will say... a red card. I'll say one thing. AC Milan is very lucky to have uh, Mike Malanga as their goalie because he made a crazy save at the end off a Harry Kane header, which I think it was an extra, I think it was like 93rd minute. Crazy save off the line. And he really just pushed AC Milan through. Um, I think we both said AC Milan at the beginning of this tie would beat Tottenham. And, yeah. um so it's it's nice to see that for me at least it's nice to see um, Milan back to the final eight. I mean, this is a team with a lot of history in Champions League, and it's nice to see them starting to take the steps forward. But um, I have to ask you, Rafael Leal lately, he's not been seen like the the way he, as explosive he was as he at the beginning of the season pre World Cup. He hasn't, um, but you could say the same about every single player on this Milan side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like once you're slumping. As a team, it looks more glaring. Okay, yeah, he's not dominant. You're right. He's not taking over games and putting this team on his back. But how yeah. often can one guy do that, right? Well, I mean, if you look at uh, a certain team in Italy in the South, <laughs> there's one guy that's been doing that quite a bit. But yeah. Uh, Ozyman. Really? You, he doesn't have Kavaradana helping him out? Well, the, I mean. Dude, Ozyman... the, whole, the whole team has been flying. You can't say yeah. that team is Ozyman putting them on their back. He The whole team has been flying. quite a few games where he The land looks like shit, dude. No, yeah, I know it's a bad comparison because Napoli just is, it's like, oh, wow. So Napoli dropped one game. It's like, wow. You know, but um, but yeah, Postway's, I think Postway's saying wow because our buddy might have lost a lot of money. I know. Not in Napoli there. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like you said, it's, this was a boring tie. But I mean, let's be honest with Tottenham. You know, they didn't even really deserve to be through into the round of sixteen after their group stage. No, so, they did not. So you I know think what? Uh, AC is very deserving to uh, go through. Yeah, but they're definitely going to be one of the them and Chelsea. They can only hope they draw each other so one of them gets through because yeah, there's going to be a lot of tough teams remaining that I would not want to face. But Chelsea and Milan look like the two teams, you know, I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind seeing in the next round. But let's get to the other game that we talked about right at the beginning of the pod. Messi's out. Bayern PSG. Bayern takes it in convincing fashion to nothing. Um, what's wrong with PSG? They're not a team. They're not a team. Yeah, I mean, you have great individual talents on this team, but they are just not... You could see that I'd say... I think it's safe to say 80% of these guys are just there for the money, Donnarumma included, because this team does not play good. I think that Bayern Munich today against Bayern Munich, I think Verratti was the only one that put in a, a full effort. And even then, he was competing against, you know, Goretzka, who was just on a mission this today, uh, yesterday, sorry. So, um, yeah, PSG, I mean, you, they got rid of a good coach. They have a nobody as their coach now, and you can see it. This team has no identity as a squad. It's just 11 guys. I think they had a 17-year-old playing center back for Sergio Ramos today, too. So, 
that's just uh, uh, so the the guy that you, they subbed in. You mean? Yeah, yeah, because the start they started with Marquinhos, Ramos, and Danilo, which mm-hmm. is where I'm going to get into the first issue. Is you're playing Danilo at the back, and I've seen it so many times for Portugal. Don't get or for Portugal. Don't get me wrong. Danilo is a good defensive midfielder who cannot mm-hmm. play center back. He can't. When they try to yeah. put him in there for Portugal, he's exposed so often. He makes so many mistakes on that back line. His positioning is awful. It's terrible. Second thing about PSG. Same reason thing with Chelsea. They don't have a true number nine. They have Mbappe and Messi up front, who you would think, okay, two of the greatest players in the world. They still, in that middle, they're lost. You know what I mean? There's no guy in the middle yeah. there to control. Those two guys, either Messi kind of like free roamer in the mid on the wings, Mbappe playing on the wing. That's what you need. You need someone in the middle, which they don't have. They're definitely missing Neymar. And my other question is, with the drama surrounding Hakimi, uh, with you know those, I was shocked to see allegations. Him That's what I'm saying, dude. I was, I was shocked. Completely yeah. shocked. Yeah, How? I mean, How does that happen? Yeah, that's that. That's I mean, France, right? Um, oh yeah, <laughs> that is true. And, uh, but I mean, yeah, I just you know what? This is another one that's you know speaking of Jose, he was like, oh, what about PSG? They got they're good, but I didn't. I've said it from the first beginning of the time that Bayern Munich is a complete team. You know, yeah. this is a team that, you know, they brought in Mane to push in. I mean, they brought in uh, Jao Cancelo, who came and cracked this team right now. That's the crazy part. He did get an assist today. Oh, he did? Okay. He got an he assist. Did, I don't believe he started. He did not start. He yeah. came in, which is which is a, a weird substitution. Obviously, it worked. Um, mm. But if you look, so they had, they started in the back line. They started Stanisic, Upamecano, DeLitt, and Davies. And they subbed Joao Cancelo. So they had – they swapped out Joao Cancelo in the front, which is weird. They didn't take out any defenders for him. They swapped him in for oh, yeah, Muller, actually. They probably put, pushed Musiala to the middle with Cancelo on the wing. Well, so they, they subbed out – so Musiala, Muller, Komen, and Chupo Moting yeah. were the four subs. And Cancelo went in there to put there. And you know what? He got an assist. It looked good. And the back line was rock solid. No goals. Yeah, and DeLitt made that crazy save on Vitinha, too. Yeah, he thought he scored, which that was funny to see. Um, also, just for a second, Troop Matong, um, this guy is just crazy how he's finessed his way to over here. I mean, great season this year, but I mean, this guy was relegated with Stoke. He, his agent finessed PSG to sign him, and now he's the one putting PSG away with a goal. <laughs> Dude, you know what? And man, I'm a. The guys at FIFA need to update and put some respect on this man's name yeah. because he is criminally underrated in that game. He is like one of the worst players to play when you get him in there. And he's still underrated. And they lost Lewandowski, but he has filled in for him very well this year. Yeah, he, he's, done a, he's done a great job. Um, Really, they thought Mane was going to be the guy there starting, and Chupo mm-hmm. Moting's been doing a, a wonderful job, so good for him. And he's old, too. It's not like he's a young guy. He's 33 no. years old. Yeah. But hey, listen, good for him. Bayern's moving on. They still got to be one of the, the favorites in this tournament, in my opinion. Oh yeah, they're they're one of the two teams I hope Napoli can avoid as far as possible for as long as possible. Because I think Bayern just you can see they're they're a well-oiled machine. They've always this is always this is the Bayern style. Who's right? the second team? Uh, Real Madrid. That's fair. I was, I, I figured you were I figured you were gonna say Real Madrid never, or Man City. But. Oh no, you can't count out uh, Real Madrid ever. You know, never if you want never. to be real madrid you have to be on top of your game and same thing in Bayern munich you have to be there and there i mean and also not for nothing i know he won the world cup but this 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 messy show showing in these these two leagues against Bayern munich were pathetic yep 
Of course. You know, like, it was pathetic. Like, you know what? You know what? You got to respect the guy that he won the World Cup. I get it. But you're only as good as your last appearance. And your last appearance is this round of 16 to Bayern Munich where I don't even think a guy got a shot off in two games. Like, it's it was a pathetic effort on his part. Don't even get me started, man. He's going to win player of the year and everything for the yeah. World Cup when Di Maria was the best player on that team. Like, and and Di Maria is playing unreal for Juventus right now. He's got Juventus on his back. Yeah, like, don't, just, don't get me started, man. I could go for hours on so. this. I could go for hours on this. But, hey, listen, next week, guys, be back here because we're going to talk about the next four games. Quickly, though, Tony, before we move on, let's get some quick predictions in. Porto, Inter, Inter's up one nothing in, in the aggregate. Who do you got going through? Uh, I'm going to have Inter going through, but it's going to be a tie between the two. All right, I'm obviously taking Porto. Uh, I got Porto winning 2 nothing and going through without extra time. Uh, next game, Man City, RB Leipzig. Man City's at home. I got Man City going through pretty easily. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I think Leipzig. Okay, so I think Col- Leipzig is gonna. Go, I think Unkuku, whatever his name is, is gonna have is gonna have a day. So, do you think they win in Manchester or they tie and go to extra? And I think it's gonna be tie extras, but Unkuku is gonna put them there. Okay, okay. So, and then we got the next game on the final day: Real Madrid, Liverpool. Real Madrid's up five two. They're at home. They're not giving up that lead. Real Madrid's going no. through, right? Yeah, I I don't think Liverpool. I think they scored. They wasted their goals for the month against uh, Man your team. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> and and the last game. And that's, of- and th- just what, that's the funny part because you know Liverpool fans are going to be on such a high heading into next uh, Wednesday, thinking, "Oh, we can beat anybody." Because they're probably going to win this weekend, and then they're just going to go on this high, think, "Oh, we can take out Real Madrid in Madrid." Here we go, and they're just going to get smacked. Well, buddy, it's f- football makes no sense, man. So you have. <laughs> Man U eliminate Barcelona in Europa League. Real Madrid dominates Liverpool in Champions League. Liverpool beats Man U in the league, and Barcelona beats Real Madrid in their cup in their cup match that they had recently. Like it makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, <laughs> Confusing as hell. So weird. But again, final game, almost as easy a game to predict as the Benfica Bruges game. Napoli Frankfurt. Napoli's up to nothing. They're going through no contest. Yeah, exactly. Especially yeah. playing in the Maradona. It's going to yeah. be really hard for Frankfurt. Again, I'm not putting out of reach for Frankfurt to tie the game because I don't think Napoli is really going to be pressing, but I could see Napoli winning this game 3-4. Ooh, I don't know. It's going to depend on the lineup, depending on how he's feeling. It's just like the Benfica-Bruges game, man. It's just yeah. it's, it's too easy. That's the thing. It could, that team, Napoli has potential to do what Benfica did 100% against Frankfurt. But, um, yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, I think that's uh, rock solid. So really, right now, Napoli, Real Madrid. Uh, that's just gonna be a fun quarterfinal if it happens that way. Yeah, it, it, it'll definitely be interesting, but we'll have to wait and see the draw for that. Um, like I said, I think Chelsea and AC Milan are gonna be having are gonna be on a lot of teams' hopeful list to get them because yeah. it's not gonna be pretty think, for them in the next round. I think more teams are gonna want them than Benfica. That's for sure. Hundred, I agree. Why would you mm-hmm. want to face a team that hot, right? I mean, arguably, are compared to Nap, they're very comparative to Napoli when you look at them since uh, the the year started. They're very, very hot this year. Mm-hmm. Very um, similar, similar records too, I believe. I think, yeah, I think Benfica has one less loss, I believe. Yeah, it's 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 they've been they've been um, uh, great this year, so it'll be interesting to see. But let's some uh, let's get to some TPTB. Let's go some top bins, trash bins. Tony, what do you got for me today? Okay, to start it off, uh, er, this uh, this past weekend there were rumors that Donald Trump is into 
is potentially looking to buy Syria side Inter Milan. Toppins Trump Toppins Trashpins, uh, the former president becoming the owner of Tony. Twitter. Tony, listen, that'd be huge. Okay. <laughs> huge. I don't give a fuck what he buys, man. I'd be pissed if I'm an Inter Milan fan because you know that's going to come with a shitload of drama. And it's not mm-hmm. like this is a this is a team that you know what could use it. I I don't know. I don't like the idea of him personally. I'm going to give it trash bins. I'm going to give it 50-50. Half trash bins because I think it's awful for the sport. I think it's terrible for Inter Milan's fan base, all that. I'm giving it top bins for me personally because I don't fucking care about Inter Milan and their fans. And I think it'd be hilarious and lead to a lot of funny memes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh, like you're seeing how well people are taking to and Chelsea to the new American owner, Todd Bowley, whatever his name is. So imagine just Donald Trump in the Syria. Come on. Yeah. What are you yeah, saying? No. I'm going to give it top bins for only one reason, because it's nice to see that um, the Syria is beginning to get investors like the Premier League would get, which is very nice. Um, you're going to start seeing hopefully more and more of this. And uh, it can help grow the Serie A to potentially the same level as um, the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I, I don't know if we'll see that day in our lifetime, but you never know. <laughs> you never know. Right. You never know. Hey, listen, to be fair, you never know. I don't see it personally, but you never know. Exactly. Um, second one, uh, top in his trash bins. Uh, Adidas released, I sent this to you earlier, uh, released the retro Adidas gear sponsor, inspired by 90s. 1990s editions of jerseys what do you think of them okay so i'm gonna be honest i i was never a big fan um of this whole look to begin with and i get the whole retros in i'm giving it a trash bins i i just don't like it it's it's not it's not my cup of tea if that makes sense it's it's Mm -hmm. it's not for me what what about you yeah no i agree the only one that kind of like is the italy version that they made which of course, is, you know, Tony but, likes the Italy version. But look, but look, surprise, I mean, surprise! I mean, to me, the rest of them because it's different. The rest of them are pretty generic. That's that's the part that bothers me. It's I don't know. The, the Bayern Munich one's pretty different. But the reality is, it's just the same template. Uh, badge in the middle, Adidas, and then the color of the of the logo. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a big fan. Of, I'm not a big fan of either. I'm giving it a trash bins. I don't know who's spending their sh- uh, hard-earned money on this because Lord knows that it won't be me. And this one here, uh, just bear with me. I have to find the quote. But this one is going to make probably have your eyebrow eyebrow raised after I read it. So in an interview last week, um, Hakeem uh, Chanolu, the midfielder. Hakeem Chanolu, I, I butchered his name, but he's the Turkish midfielder for Inter Milan. He's a center mid. Uh, he played previously on AC Milan when they won the Serie A. Um, he was asked on how he feels in comparison to Luka Modric and De Bruyne. And I quote, I feel underrated. I'm not far from the names you mentioned. I have everything to get close to them. The way I've grown, I see myself amongst the top five in Europe in my position. Toppins, Trashpins. Chanulu thinks he's a top five midfielder in Europe. Good thing I didn't hear this quote because he might have made my dumbass of the week. He thinks he's top five at his position. Let me get this straight, okay? Because honestly, I've only seen him since he's been playing in, when he played against Porto. He's an attacking midfielder, right? Yeah, center mid, attacking mid. Okay, so that means he's saying, first of all, why is he comparing himself to Modric? Modric isn't a real attacking midfielder. He's more in the in the box-to-box. Like, eh, maybe not so much now that he's older, but I wouldn't say that's c- comparable. But if he's just talking midfielders in general, that he's a top five in? Ah. Uh, <laughs> Dude, are you, like, are you kidding top, me? 
if he's top five in the world, then Barella is number two because Barella is the best midfielder on the Inter team. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say he's not even the best Barella, midfielder on the and team. And is not Barella is not top ten in midfielders. In no, <laughs> he's good, but he's not top ten. But no, this guy thinks he's top five. He's crazy. But like, does he understand? He's living in a world with Kevin De Bruyne, Bruno Fernandez, Pedri, Jude Bellingham, Luka Modric, like Kimmich. Like, you want to keep going into all these midfielders that are in this world? Like, not for nothing in Syria right now, Labotka, who's just tearing it up for Napoli. Like, yeah, he's, he's not even the top ten in Italy. Maybe you know, maybe he's top ten. Okay, but not top in, five Italy. in Italy. In yeah. Italy, in Italy, sure. Sure. They're the only one really good team this year, and the refs are just battling amongst each other. So, like, it's, it's, I don't know, that blew my mind. When, like, it's crazy when you hear these kind of things. Uh, at the same time, though, I, 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 well, I respect the confidence. You know, you got to have confidence in yourself. You got to think, you know what, you are one of the best when you're playing. It gives you that drive. So, I don't want to criticize him too much, but that is an asinine statement. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> it's, it's disgusting. Which leads in well, speaking of stupid people. Into my, I don't even remember what I called it last week. Douchebag, asshole, dumbass of the week. I don't even know what I called it last week. But this week, you know what? I was trying to, I was trying to find someone in the football realm, the soccer realm, that's more of an asshole than this guy, and I could not do it. So I'm, I'm leaving the sport. We're going to NBA. John ja Morant is my asshole of the week and my dumbass of the week. Like, my <laughs> God, what an idiot! The guy was one of the most biggest fan favorites. Mm-hmm. Such a bright career ahead of him. And then he goes and does something like this. Now, am I saying this is the end for him? No. But his Memphis team was doing hot. And then he brings a gun on the team plane. He's posting up like he's a gangster. What a fucking idiot, man. Like, excuse my language, but oh my God, how are you that dumb? Seriously. Oh, he's by far my... I could not find anyone. I look, even that Callum Golu, whatever the fuck you want to call his name... He's not <laughs> that quote isn't more dumb than this. You know what I mean? He's I, just I tried stupid. finding. I tried finding someone that's more of a dumbass than John Morant this week. I cannot. So I draw Morant. You are my asshole of the week. Um, but yeah. So let's let's get to some Concacaf Champions League now. I hear you. You have a little little chip on your shoulder. You something you want to talk about? Yeah. So you know I like watching all football. It doesn't matter who's playing and. Sadly, this year, there is not any good Canadian teams in the CONCACAF Champions League. So I decided to follow that my team for this season would be Austin FC because my uh, Matthew McConaughey is one of my favorite actors and he's one of the owners. All right. And, all right. Yeah. And um, they played their inaugural game on Tuesday night in the Dominican Republic against Haitian side Violetta AC. So I just want to give a little backstory of Violetta AC's last few years. So in 2019, they were unable to com- com- uh, complete the Haitian premier season because of civil unrest. 2020, COVID, they couldn't play at all. 2021, they played half a season but were not able to finish the year. 2022, they were able they were not able to finish the season at all. And then surprisingly, they won the Caribbean Championship to get into the Champions League. That was last May. Mm. They defeated Austin FC last night, uh, Tuesday night, 3 you nothing. You know when their last game was? When? When they, when they won the Caribbean Championship to qualify. Seriously? These guys have not played in 10 months, and they went Holy. off and defeated. Now, okay, Austin FC had no starters, pretty much a bench, but the Haitian Premier League, 
this Violetta's the champions of the Haitian Premier League defeated Austin FC's reserves three nothing, and also uh, Aruti was starting for them up front. Really, that is crazy. Now, I saw when it was down to when they were down two nothing, and the yeah. only reason I saw it was because people were talking about how it's being hosted in Dominican, and right behind one of the goal the goal the goals was just a giant tree. Yeah. <laughs> so this brings me up to this little thing. I saw a post. Uh, it's gonna be a little segue for the episode, but I saw a post on um, in, on Twitter that said the CPL is close closer to MLS than you think. No, and now I now hear me out. It's a development of these things, of the leagues. Yes, none of the CPL players can be starters. But when your bench team of a top, top, top MLS team from last year loses like this, does it not make you think that CPL talent could crack some of these rosters? Uh, crack the rosters, meaning they don't ever play, but they're on the roster? But, like, sure. they're, like they're in the reserve. They're, they're subs, really. Uh, honestly... I saw what you're saying, and I, I disagree. I think CPL is a lot closer to MLS Next Pro than people will admit. Um, I think they're very close with them, but they're still quite a step behind TFC and like MLS. Um, Austin FC, yeah, they um, uh, they last year I think they came second in the West, but I feel like that was a weird season. You know what I mean? Like who mm-hmm. saw that coming? They've been in the they haven't been in the league that long. I mean, this year they're one at one win, one it's loss. Third year, yeah. Um, it's it's I think that was just a weird game, you know. I could be wrong, but I believe that's their first ever champions, yeah. And imagine going to Dominican playing in those that atmosphere. It's it's a change for everyone, right? So I'm not gonna hold too much stock in that game. However, I do disagree strongly when you say CPL is very close, like like that to MLS. I don't think so at all. And the proof is in the pudding. One of the best CPL teams of all time, that Pacific FC team, two of their best players came to Toronto FC. One's already back in the CPL because he was god-awful. He couldn't even crack mm-hmm. uh, TFC 2, let alone TFC. And the other one's been riding the bench. Um, it You see, there's okay, there's obviously exceptions. There's obviously some CPL players that you can see, okay, they're going to grow in. They could be good players in the MLS in the future. You got that guy on um, uh, Columbus, Mo Farsi, who came from Cavalry. There's going to be exceptions, one or two or three players that make it through. But just because they're the, the exceptions, not the rule. All right. Like these players are playing in CPL for a reason, not not to hate on them by any means. But it is lower quality. And when they, if they had to go into the MLS, they would be exposed immediately, in my opinion. I don't know. I think uh, it's it's. I don't think it's as bad as everyone makes it out. What do you mean bad? Who who's making it out to be bad though? No, they make it sound like it's uh, like uh, what what they say, like a semi professional league. I don't I don't think I think the quality is higher than people. I think I don't think they're in the top. Well, obviously you have obviously you can't compare to MLS and Liga MX, but I think compared to all these other teams, they have the capability to develop these players better so but you look at last year york toronto wasn't even close or or i'm um, sorry not last year 2021 i think is when they face each other like the, the, these when these teams come through and the first team actually puts out a full lineup and actually goes it's not it's not close yeah the full lineup yeah i know that if you put next mls next pro against the full lineup, they're not going to win either exactly 100 100 but that's what i'm saying like it's 
And, and you look I think at, what holds it, I think what holds CPL back is that the reality is that homegrown rule only works for three teams. Yeah. So you don't get to see as much coming through. You know what I mean? Because really, isn't the the access into MLS is much smaller than what it is in the states. You know. Yeah, I, I There's guess. There's more options in the States to see it. I would be interested to see them face off against some MLS Next Pro teams. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they would win. I think the MLS Next Pro is a higher quality. And I think that's the path that CPL players should look for when they're younger. That's what I've been saying in the past. Like, look at even Mo Farsi. He went to Columbus Crew 2 in MLS Next Pro. He went to MLS. Kwame Awua left Forge, went to MLS Next Pro. He's still in MLS Next Pro, but, you know, maybe he'll make the jump eventually. I look at guys like that. That's the path you should look for. CPL, then you make an MLS Next Pro team, and then you get into the MLS. I think that's a solid career path. If you want to get, if you're not like right off the bat in a must, I don't think that's bad for any Canadian soccer players. Mm-hmm. Do I think there's guys right now playing like uh, that one guy in Forge, Wubens Pasius or whatever his name is? Yeah, I think he could eventually make his way through and be a starter on an MLS team. But just because you have one guy on one team in that league that can do it doesn't mean everybody else can. Um, and I would say 98% of the players in the CPL could not crack a roster in the mls and that's because look at the proof in the pudding Caden chung was electric on that pacific fc team he could not make tfc2 you know what i mean he was riding pine at tfc2 why would it's not because they're like oh he's a cpl guy no they're i'm assuming they're giving him a fair shake and he just could not cut it you know what i mean like that's that's what i'm looking at tone yeah yeah i mean i don't i think it's uh i don't know I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> Speaking of TFC, let's get to that game. We've been go- talking. Holy shit, we've been going for a while already. All right, let's get to some TFC. Wow, what a gr- what a way to grind out a tie. I mean, it wasn't pretty by any means. But Atlanta, Atlanta got lucky. That was no, an unlucky some... goal on our end, buddy. Tr- Atlanta got lucky. What game were you I fucking watching? So. You were sitting beside me watching it. Sean Johnson played unreal. That's what. That's how TFC and got how lucky. Are you kidding? But that's me? what you pay the guy to do. <laughs> Just make those saves. I think Atlanta, with all the hype this team had with a World Cup winner, they didn't play that good. Buddy, we got lucky, okay? (laughs) uh, Sean Johnson had to stand on his head for us to grin at that point. They had 67% possession. Atlanta dominated that game. And they only tied. That's what I'm saying. We grinded out that tie. I think that's a great result for us. I think the it way is, we yeah. played the, the way we played that game, that tie was everything we could have asked for. And I want had, I want I want I want everyone ten... to shut up though that fucking talk shit about Sean Johnson after game 1. Yeah. When everyone said, "Oh, why are we signing this guy? We play big money, he looks like Bono, blah blah blah." blah. Shut up. All right? Sean Johnson came in and he sort of said, "You know what? That's crazy to me. How many shot saves do you think he had?" At least eight. So it shows that Atlanta only had six shots on target. I feel like he had way more than five saves. Yeah, I do too. Right? Because when when he got announced for the bench for goalkeeper of the week, I was like, how the hell did he not make the first stringer? And I see it's they only had six shots on target. He saved five of them, and then uh, the main goalie had a clean sheet and had like thirteen saves. But so I understand why. But he was electric. He made some huge saves. It was crazy for me. What a what a night for Sean. I mean, TFC played a man down for the whole first half. With Diamande. Like, dude, what the fuck was that guy doing? What's going on with our trainers, dude? 
in the first two games. I'm glad he. I mean, no, I hope he's okay. But I'm glad he walked couldn't walk off that. Field but but he like it was useless. But he got hurt. Akinola got hurt. Insignia last week got hurt. What the fuck's going on with our attackers? Ah, that fuck is that turf, man. The fucking turf. Yeah, uh, well. It's brutal, but it's looking like Insignia is going to be ready for this weekend as he was seen training two days in a row with the team, which is always a good sign. I think if he had played the last two games, he would have won both. If he had played the full 90. Or maybe if he just scored when he had a fucking easy shot to put in the net, <laughs> we would we would have at least tied that game. But, uh, you know, whatever. We can't, uh, we, we can't be <laughs> picking and choosing. But, yeah, you know what? I don't think you're that far off. Um, Could it would have given another dynamic on the wing. I mean, these last yeah. two games, reality was – through Bernadeschi, right? But she's yeah. done fantastic. But um, I think it would have given extra that. Uh, I mean, Atlanta. I mean, yeah, they they played, they had control of the game, but they didn't. It didn't seem. I don't know. I didn't see the hype on this Atlanta team. Uh, yeah, you know what? We our defense stood tough, and when they kind of Sean Johnson in there making them uh, some big, big, big time saves for us, so. That's what we needed. Uh, we said we need a uh, defense yeah. to get a few games in them. It looks like they're getting a little more confidence there. Sean Johnson looked like his usual self, not like he did in the first game. So I, I'm very uh, excited for this future. We have the home opener this Saturday. Uh, if you don't have tickets, guys, Travel Zoo has tickets on for like 30 bucks a ticket for the home opener. Jeez. If you guys are interested in that, I'll be there. Tony will be there. It's going to be electric, dude. We're facing a Columbus team. Speaking of Mo Farsi on Columbus, we're facing a Columbus team that beat D.C. United 2-0 last week. D.C.'s a team that beat us. But you know what? We look to like the better team in that game. Columbus beat D.C. They're coming through. What are we feeling? Are we like? Are we confident? Are we worried? How are you feeling? I think they have to be confident. I mean, they went in Atlanta. They did what they had to do. They got a result. And I think Columbus to come here, uh, this is the first home opener with uh, Bernadeschi and Sinia, right? And I think yeah. uh, home openers at BMO, we've seen the last few years, are intense. They're really loud. This gives us – we all have hope at the beginning for yeah. that first game, right? So it's going to be an intense atmosphere for Columbus, and uh, I think I think we can grind out a win. Well, it's going to be cold as balls. It's looking like minus 8, feels like minus 11. The good news is the the snow that they were calling for, it doesn't look like it's being called for snow anymore. So that's awesome. It's going to be cold as hell. But I think if Insignia's in the lineup and we have have our full lineup, I think we can win this game as well. I So it's always, you know what, it's always that feeling of getting back to BMO after a year off. Not a year, it's like, what, five, six months off. But getting back into BMO, the feeling around it, walking to the stadium, dude, I'm just so excited. I hope this Toronto team just comes out and plays hard because that's what we want to see. And and it's just, the atmosphere is insane. If you guys never been to a TFC game, you got to go. It's a fantastic time. Arguably the best experience you're going to see in Toronto as far as a sporting event goes, in my opinion anyways. Um, It's just next level. And Tony, there is something sad that we have to talk about. This is the first season in a while that me and Tony won't be sitting beside each other at BMO oh, yeah. as we're as Tony now went off by himself to get his own season <laughs> tickets and in, in the rich guys section. You know, I'm still in the poor man's <laughs> I'm a poor man's supporter section, standing tall, chanting. Tony's gonna be sitting down. You know, he gets his tea served to his seat, he drinks it, drinks it pinkies up. He gets a little yeah. donut, donut for his sore ass underneath his seat so he can sit all nice and comfortably. People waiting on him hand and foot. <laughs> I, I get it, you know. He, he wants to live that rich lifestyle. 
style, it's cool, but you know, we'll miss they, it in our section. They call it they call it the VIP, but uh you're the one that got the better uh gift for, for the scarves. Well, you know, they they got they gotta respect those day one season C holders, you know. I better no, get the good stuff. How pathetic for TFC to not give everyone a drum or give Dude. everyone the same thing. Like it's it's like honest to God, I love this club, I love this team. They're you know, I'll do I'll die for this team, but my god. Their their uh, hospitality is pathetically bad. Buddy, like, it's, it's one, been one of the worst experiences dealing with these guys. It's like, the one it's, thing I've been saying for nuts. years about Toronto FC is the ownership MLSE yeah. is just so bad, man. And they just do things such the wrong way. Like it, it is awful. Like the way they treat some of their season seat holders with some of the things they do, dude. It's just so so unfortunate. Um, yeah. It could be operated so much better, but. What can you do, right? I mean, what are you going to do? Go somewhere else in Toronto first? <laughs> no, just... and, uh, you're going to go get seasons to York United or something? No, you're going to TFC, all right? So it sucks, and they should be doing a much better job. But at the end of the day, what can you do? And you know what? To be fair, the drum that we got is just a fucking cardboard drum, So and it fucking gets tossed out as soon as we <laughs> took the scarves out. So is it really – at least you got a bag, you know? But to be fair, those were the bags that we got last year. I don't know if you remember. That's the bag yeah, we you know, got they, last they year. Cha- they changed the picture on it. Oh, did they? It's, it's the same picture that the drum had, just on the side. Oh, but listen, the bag can be reused. This drum can't. So really, you got a, <laughs> a better so. thing if you want to look at it that way. <laughs> Ours might look nicer, but yours is more practical. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but listen, can't wait to see you this Saturday, man. We'll be, obviously, we're hanging out still before the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, pump for the home opener. Give me So give me your final prediction. Toronto FC, Columbus, this Saturday at BMO. What are you saying? I'm doing 3-1 TFC. Let's FC go. Gets- Bernadette, she gets another one, and Sanya gets one. And I'm going to go on a limb and say the Hugo is going to score one. Who? Hugo. The, I can't say his last name. Oh, Mbonge. Or, uh, yeah, 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 Mbonge, yeah. I think he, I like. I kind of liked what he was doing out there. I mean, Trezo's brother. Yeah, he was – like when he came in for Akinola, he was – took a bit of time to uh, get his uh, handles with uh, Bernadette. But near the end, he started getting comfortable with him. And I think uh, – I think he might be the guy. I think he's gonna he's gonna handle it better than for sure with Diamond. I mean, I don't want to see Diamante ever touch the field again. Listen, I mean no. that guy is that guy is what's what's worse than President's choice? Great value. Yeah, he's a great value to the Altafor. It's been two big, games. It's been two games. Both big and stocky. He cannot play. At least Altafor had skill and had mentality. Put the ball in the net. It's been two games. It's been two games. Let's pump the brakes. But let's let's pump the brakes. I'll give him another chance. But yes, you're right. It has been a bit um it has been a bit crazy. But listen, again, we'll see who starts. Um, Hugo might not even get playing time. We don't know, right? Like it's up in the air. But listen, guys, back here next Thursday. We're gonna be talking Champions League, the games we talked about before. We're gonna be going over what happened hopefully Porto won god damn it hopefully they won we're gonna be talking this Toronto FC match next week we'll talk about some stories what happens down at BMO because always something interesting is happening down at BMO whether it's a guy wearing a stupid ass jersey or something or not we'll have some stories so be back here next Thursday at footy LG wherever you find your podcast Tony sit for me man you good oh yeah another great episode well looking to see look looking forward to seeing you Saturday guys take it easy have a great night